focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Genesis 27, 30 to 40. Just we'll, we'll look at that, okay? Um, but let's start off with Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. From verse 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a meal of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now, you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. You shall keep it the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it when? At twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts. Kalamakwa. And on the lintel of the houses where they eat it, then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire, <laughs> with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boil at all with water, but roasted in fire. Its head with its legs and its entrails, the internal organs, entrails. You shall let none of it remain until morning. And what remains of it until morning, you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist and sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. Why? It is the Lord's. Passover. Somebody say the Lord's Passover. Say it again. The Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I am the owner. I am the possessor. Verse 13. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Somebody say amen. Father, in the moments that we have, we trust you, God. We receive your tutorial ministry. We receive clarity of thought, precision, and accurate judgment that everyone in here will receive comprehensive understanding of the legal tender that we have in Christ, of the fact that we are purchased possession, that we are completely taken out of the slave market of sin, and that we are in possession. We have been possessed by you. With the evidence of that possession being the down payment of your spirit on the inside of us to the end that our lives are completely transformed through the consciousness of this revelation with fruits abounding here in time and for all eternity. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Can you amen be louder? 
where's my accompanying minister on the keys? Who's accompanying me in the service? Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. I know my name is not Josh, but don't leave me. Code red. Somebody might wonder what exactly is this whole code red thing all about. I'm just going to introduce what a little bit. Generally, in environments where health and safety are big deals, what they do is that they code certain circumstances, certain scenarios are codified here so that people can know how to respond based on what's going on. So have you ever been in those places before where maybe like there's an emergency and then you start hearing the alarm go off and then everybody was rallied to a certain quadrangle or a place. Anybody been like that, been in that kind of environment before? Can you raise your hand, right? And so generally in those environments, the service providers have their own lingo. They have their own sets of instructions or words or emblems or codes, right? And so a big part of that is that many times in hospitals, um, they use code red or they use code blue, basically to identify different challenges. And oftentimes, if it's a cardiopulmonary challenge, which has to do with the heart failing um, and the person is about to die, then what they say is that it's a code red. And that means that everybody needs to bring out all the arsenal, all the best hands, call uh, the, the cardio surgeons, bring everybody in, all the nurses, and roll everything in. Why? Because it's a life-threatening situation. That gives us the picture of mankind that every human being is in a code red circumstance. You were born into sin. You were born with, in fact, you were born dead, technically. You were born with a heart condition, with, with cardiac arrest. By cardiac arrest, it means that the enemy had a grip on your cardiovascular uh, composition. He had a grip on your heart. And the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. So when you were in the world, because you were under the dominion of the devil, because the enemy had his grip on your heart, he determined what you said. He determined how you spoke. He determined what you said about yourself. So you would use words like, I am broke. I am frustrated. I am finished. Have you said that before? And sometime in the past. Anybody like that? I am finished. I cannot handle it. Why? Because your language was being doctored by the power of the enemy. Whereas when you come into Christ, the word says, I can do how many things? All things through my bank account, through my friend's supports, through having the right precedent in power. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Code red. When we look at our text, it's actually based on uh, the grip that the Egyptians had on the Israelites, people of God. Uh, Pharaoh had a grip on the hearts of Israel. He had a grip on their hearts because the people of God had become slaves. And that entire picture is actually a shadow and a type. So the Old Testament codifies the New Testament. The New Testament then expounds on that code or unlocks that code. So when you think about Egypt, you have to think about 
a system of sin. Because for many of us, the issue was not just acts of sin, right? Uh, the people of God were not visiting Egypt. They were living in Egypt. So how many of you know that uh, every now and again, sometimes you take a tour ride to a land of sin? Can, can you wave your hand a little bit? Yeah. Uh, every now and again, you might watch something you ought not to be uh, watching. If you're looking too straight, I might suspect you right about now. Look at somebody say, uh, uh, sometimes you take a tour. Sometimes you go on visitation. Sometimes there's a detour. But you are not living in the land of sin. Come on, somebody talk to me right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But they were living in the land of sin. They were not living free. They were living bound. So Egypt was a system of sin. When you were in the world, you were not falling into sin. You were swimming in it. You planned it. You arranged it. You organized it. You actually wrote the list of lies you would tell your parents. You booked the skirt you were going to wear. It was the short one. But that was the one you put under the long one. So the long one felt like you had deeper life in Christ. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Someone talk to me now. The long one was what you walked out of the door. Uh-huh. But under the long one, there was a veil that could be... Uh, that could be torn, not by a high priest, but a low priest. You didn't have a high priest in heavenly places. You had a low priest in earthly places. Peace. It's good to see you, peace. I was at a training for two days yesterday and day before, and I met peace for the very first time. And I know you don't want people to know this, but she literally paid for my cab. I think, was it the first day? I think it was the first day. Meeting me for the very first time, and she's live here at the Gathering of Kings. We didn't even talk about it. Bless you. So touched. So honored. Thank you. You came from Alton, Alton Lagos, right? From, from where? What? what? Asaba. And of all the thousands of churches in Lagos, you came to King, this pastor you just met two days ago. We love you. We appreciate you. We're hugging you with our applause. Look at somebody say you were in the wrong temple. Look at somebody say you were, you were in the wrong temple. Where you had a low priest. Uh, we have a high priest who's touched by the feelings of our infirmities. But when you had the low priest who was touching you and you were in your feelings. Some of y'all looking like you never had a priest. Oh, some of you were the priests. <laughs> Doing the touching. Look at somebody say, my hands have been cleaned. Who shall ascend the holy hill of God? He that has clean hands. Say, my hands have been cleaned. In nature, in the world, you have sanitizer. In the spirit, you have the blood. The blood has sanitized your hands. You don't believe that. So Egypt is a system of sin. It's a system. You live in it. You are gratified in it. You, have, you are dominated in it. And it was not a physical location. It was a spiritual environment. This is the reason they say, ah, this girl, she's going to too many parties. Let's send her to boarding school. Maybe she will learn life. But she actually learns death. Come on, somebody. Because the fact that you change your graphical location does not mean you've been freed in your internal location.
Because when you're in Egypt, you carry Egypt with you. You become an export of Egypt, but also one who exports Egypt. Are you seeing this now? Egypt is a system of sin. Pharaoh is a system of the devil. He's an embodiment of demonic leadership. And demonic leadership, whether it's masqueraded, my wife's so good to see you this morning. I'm giving you a big, big hug. Come, come and give me. Come, 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 come. It's a, it's, it's <laughs> Pharaoh, some of you don't know why I'm giving him a hug. It's very deep. Pharaoh is a system of the devil. It's an embodiment of demonic leadership. Now, demonic leadership can carry a cassock, or it can carry a, a hijab, or it can carry rosary, or chaplet, or Bible, but the spirit that is governing it can be Egyptian. Or can I talk right now? Because some of you, you're in a system where Pharaoh is king. So you go to work tomorrow, they are belaboring you with assignments and deadlines. And guess what? Deadlines that kill because they are deadlines. And so Pharaoh says, I'm not going to give you resource, but bake brick. I'm not going to give you resource, but make it happen yourself. So when you're in a system of Pharaoh, you are producing what is reducing you. It's a system where you produce what you are not permitted to consume. But you are actually consumed in the production process. Oh, can I talk right now? It's eating you up and not giving you life. Pharaoh controls them. And see how seductive the system of Pharaoh can be. Covenant, they were there for 430 years. Because Pharaoh never frees you no matter how long you've been there. Oh, come on. The devil never says, oh, you know what? You've been battling this addiction for 16 years. Mm, you have tried. Ah, you've tried. Come, come. Let's give you addiction freedom certificates. Come, come. Come on, collect your awards. You've been smoking weed. You even look like one. <laughs> 16 years. I've got enough weed to go around. Don't worry. This is now freedom. <laughs> the devil is not like our Igbo brothers that will free you. <laughs> right? Or our Yoruba people, you know, Yoruba people, artisans, you do freedom. They actually call it freedom. After you've learned work. And people actually invite family members. Sometimes they even do graduation gowns. And they call it freedom. Think about the Egyptian system that is subtly in the African leadership system. Because if you're calling it freedom and not promotion, that means you are saying, I actually bound you. Oh, some of y'all are not getting there. Watch this now. That is the system of Pharaoh. For God to then free Israel, he does not free Israel because Israel is tired of being bound. Being tired of being bound by something does not mean you are free from it. The frustration with captivity is not the key to release. It may make you more open to being free, but longevity in suffering does not translate 
into relief. Nigeria is a case study. We are tired. We are tired. We are tired of this. We are tired of APC. The PC has crashed. I'm tired of APC. We are tired of PDP. So, ah, we're tired of the umbrella. Let's sweep. Let's sweep. You know, that's what they said. Sweep the umbrella away. Now, the broom is sweeping everybody away, including those that used it before. This broom now has a life of its own. Anybody. So, fatigue and frustration do not translate to freedom. The fact that you're tired of something does not translate to freedom. There is a system of freedom. And the word says you shall know the truth. And the truth that you know will make you free. Watch this. Any area of bondage is an area of ignorance. If there's anything you're bound by, held by, captivated by, there is something you don't know. Or something you don't know as you should know. In that equation. So they cried to the Lord, and God sent them a prophet. How many of you are grateful to God that every time you cry from your spirit, there is a prophet in your life, a prophetic word, a pastor, a gathering, a declaration, an announcement of something that pierces into that place. And one of the things I like about God is that God sends a prophetic word. In other words, you can bind the hands of a slave, but you can't bind the words of a prophet. In other words, Paul and Silas, you are in the wilderness, you're rather in the jail. Your feet are bound, your hands are bound. The biggest mistake the jailers made was they didn't padlock their lips. Because if you bind my feet, I might not be able to tap my feet. If you bind my hands, I might not be able to clap. But the Bible never says death and life are in the power of the feet. It never says death and life are in the power of the hands. He says death and life are in the the power of the tongue. So if my tongue is available, I can lose myself. In the beginning, God walked. And heaven and earth were created. No. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. God created heavens and the earth. So let there be light. There was light. So Moses comes as a bearer of light and frees them from bondage. But guess what? God gave them a set of instructions. God gave them a set of instructions and said, this is what I want you to do. Which is the mark of your release from the house of bondage. Understand what it said. Say, so you're going to take a lamb. You're going to take a lamb. You're going to take a, a, a firstborn lamb. Innocent. Not Edibia. Because this lamb is not two-faced, but it's too much of a baba to fail. Oh, some of you don't know. And if you are his daughter, I can tell you his African queen. The girl of his dreams. Some of y'all missing that. So before you were formed, I knew you. I was dreaming about you before you had your form. Before you had any kind of form, including jam form or uniform. Some of y'all are not getting that. 
He said, you're going to take this lamb. And what I want to do with this lamb is that you're going to kill. It said, the lamb is without blemish. It's a male of the first year. You can take it from the sheep or from the goats. And it said, I want you to keep it until the following day of the month. Whole assembly shall kill it at twilight. And when they kill it, verse 7, they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Listen, gentlemen, if you had enough time to go to Genesis 21, we might go there next week. You will see how God spoke to a man called Abraham and said, Abraham, go to one of the mountains that I'm going to show you. And he said, go with your son, your only son that you love, Isaac. He said, when you take Isaac to that place, I want you to kill this boy. So he picks Isaac and he puts him on an altar. Isaac said, I see the stones, I see the wood. Where is the sacrifice? Hey boy, you're the sacrifice. When God says you're ready for something, and you say, God, there's something missing. Many times you are the one who's missing. <laughs> God, I thought everything was ready. What was left? You need to be as ready as what God has made ready. So you're going to do that. But when Abraham comes and is about to kill his son, watch that now. Said Abraham! And he lifted up his eyes and he saw behind him a ram that was caught in the thicket. God said, don't kill the boy. Why? This is a picture of redemption. This is not about you killing your child, about genocide or murder or manslaughter. I am trying to build a system out of you and that your life is going to be a template and a framework for eternity. So that this is the setup of redemption. Guess what? Abraham, I know that you are like me now because I am like you, Abraham. Abraham, you are a father who's coming out of a place that is different from everybody else. I am the father who comes from eternity who dwells in unapproachable light. Abraham, I'm asking you to journey into terrains that are earthly and cracked. Just the same way I as the father journeyed into the womb of a woman, into the jagged edges of humanity. Abraham, you have your only son called Isaac. I am God, Yeshua. I have my only son called Jesus. I told you to move your son Isaac and your son Isaac was obedient unto the death because my son Jesus Christ is going to do what I do. He says, I will do nothing of mine on accord. That which I see the Father do, that will I do. He was obedient unto the death. Oh, come on, somebody. Abraham and Isaac, when I spoke to you, I did not include Sarah in the mix. Well, when Jesus was endorsed by the Father, Mary was not at the river or the place of baptism. Come on, somebody. Oh, Abraham and Isaac traveled with servants through the Old Testament and New Testament, God had many servants and prophets as witnesses. Come on, somebody. Abraham, you had to carry wood, or your son Isaac had to carry wood. My son Jesus, he will carry the cross. Well, my son is going to be crucified on a mountain called Moriah. Or rather, Isaac is going to be crucified on the mountains of Moriah. My son Jesus will be crucified, come on, on a mountain called Golgotha. 
but guess what you will not have to go through with this because before I gave you the instruction there was already a lamb that was prepared before you got there just like the lamb of God was slain from before the foundations of, oh my god who, who am I talking to right now oh, just like and many of us we get it twisted we think watch this that I have redemption and on the basis of redemption I can claim provision well let me tell you something provision predated redemption because when he saw the lamb he called him Jehovah Jireh that means oh my god that the ram for redemption came out of God's good nature to always provide that is why it is mockery for you to think sin in your life is stopping your finances oh you're not seeing that he said the Lord will provide a ram the Lord will provide as it is said today in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided I feel a prophetic word over somebody who's tight financially you have a deadline to meet this month of August you have a deficit to clear you have a mortgage or something to clean out I come by the power of the most high God to tell you that it might be a cold red situation but the Lord has provided the Lord Toby I know the Lord has provided Tifa receive the word of the Lord the Lord has provided the Lord has provided Dami the Lord has provided Bukala the Lord has provided the Lord has provided Michael Susu the Lord has provided Daisy the Lord has provided Debbie May the Lord has provided Wura the Lord has provided GB the Lord has provided can you be my assistant preacher for a minute or so please I'm gonna look for five people to look and tell them the Lord has provided he has provided redemption is secondary to provision oh yes Minister ATA, some people got it twisted. They think God was angry. They think God is an angry person. That is because his son died that he became gentle. Think about it. That man used to be wicked though. That landlord used to be wicked. But when his son died in the well, he now calmed down. That's the picture some believers have of, of God. That God was just angry. Angry. They went Jesus and said, ah, let me just calm down. I'm now an old man. Sorry, an old God. So you think that I'm redeemed. And so because I'm redeemed, I can now lay claim to provision. But God said, I've been providing for you before you were redeemed. That's why I said God causes his rain to fall on the good and the wicked. So <laughs> provision does not only come out of redemption. Redemption comes because God is a provider. And when man messed up, God provided a way. How can the way have no way? It's always making a says, I'm the truth. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. In other words, what God was doing is because I'm the way, I will make myself available. 
I'm the way. So I'll make the way that I am available. He said, the Lord will provide. Another one actually says, the Lord will provide himself a lamb. <laughs> Jerry, in other words, the Lord will become a lamb. Because I am who I am. I am who I will be. I will be whatever I need to be to stay consistent with the fact that I am. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bahasa. Kuga, did you get that? Whatever I need to be to remain consistent because one of man's greatest desire is to remain consistent with the way he defines himself. Oh, are you here? This is the reason if you're used to having only 17,000 naira in your account and somebody gives you 500,000 naira, you will spend your way back to 17,000 naira. Yet you will say you're not a consistent person. You are consistent. You are just consistently wrong. Oh, come on. Somebody. Oh, can I talk? Have you noticed it? Because your threshold of comfort is 17,000 naira. Once you have 2 million, you're very nervous. You are panicking. <laughs> you want to throw the money away. It's doing you. So you throw it to the forex traders. And they use it for example. You're you, you you so nervous with five million. You are anxious. You don't know what to do. You can't even sleep. Once the alert comes, you delete all the messages. You don't want anybody to by accident suspect that this almighty 200k you just got. I've told you before, I have nothing against forex trading. But the Bible says, the wise sees evil afar off and he avoids it. Another one says that the wise investigates the future before he steps into it. Investments are very important, necessary. I've taught you that. But you want to be wise. There's a difference between investment and relieving yourself of your money. They're not the same thing. Some of you don't know what to do with money, so you relieve yourself. Say, ah, I've invested it in this 100% uh, per week returns. It will be 100% sorrow. <laughs> Sir, give 50k, I'll give you 200k in two weeks. <laughs> and you are not helping the federal government to double their money and <laughs> pay the debts. That kind of person should be helping the federal government now. Do you dig it? Double the, the federal reserves. <laughs> Somebody say, the Lord provides. Shall the Lord. Was a picture of redemption. And so here, when they've gone through the house of bondage, he said, I want to re re uh, reconsolidate this picture of redemption. Take a lamb. Kill that lamb. Let's go back to Genesis, uh, Exodus 12. Kill that lamb. And then take part of the blood of that lamb and put it on the doorpost. Now, please go back to verse 5. Let me just show something. There's so many shadows and types here. I wanted to have understanding. Verse 5. He says, you shall take that lamb. Help me now. Five. One, two, three, four. Five. Oh, Lord. Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, you may take it from the sheep 
or from the goats. There's a picture of Jesus. He who knew no sin, come on, was made sin. He is the lamb without blemish. Without blemish. A male of the first year. He was dedicated in the temple ages. Remember Hannah and Simeon and all of that? And then from the first time of his public appearance, he was consecrated, devoted to God. He didn't go to go and do secular before he became gospel. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong if the Lord calls you. So don't think I'm saying, uh, sending any message. But I'm saying that the purity untainted, right? Because Paul says, I want to be ignorant of that which is evil. And knowledgeable of that which is good. I will teach you shortly what that means, why that's important. God never wanted any human being to have an intimate experience with evil. Because anything you have an intimate experience of leaves a deposit in you, around you, or on you. Anything. Evil is like palm oil. It goes stay in you. Oh, some of y'all didn't get that. Have you ever had a bottom of palm oil... And this thing just disappeared. Or you fry, <laughs> fry plantain. The smell, impartation happens. And does not matter. It's just a little whiff. Right? You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Why am I here? Because Jesus is the Lamb of God. But they say you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Baby sheep are called lambs, but baby goats are called kid. So even if you are a kid and you think Nawaya because you are kid. And people think you're kidding. He's saying he's the friend of sinners. He's the friend of sinners. Where are my friend of sinners? He said he's a friend of sinners. So he was not, watch this. Jesus could have made it in such a way, or God could have planned it. Now Jesus was born in the temple. He could have been born in the royal hospital. He could have been born in the palace courts or palace hospital. But he was born in the manger. To let you know that even if you have animal instinct or animalistic, he was born for people like you too. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because the lamb can be taken from either sheep or either goats. So no matter how goats like your past was, no matter how there you were doing, no matter how much of an as soon you were, now you wanted to meet people as soon as possible. You wanted to turn them to meet. God said, I'll pay for you too. Is there anybody who knows that me, when I was 13 or 17 or 19, I was like a goat. Coconut head, coconut head. Anybody like that who was told, don't do that. That's when you were ginger, I will do it. They said, don't go there. They said, I will climb fence to get there. They said, stop hanging with that boy. He said, not only will I hang with the boy, I will let him hang me. Or anybody like that, come on, somebody. He died for the goats too. Is there 
anybody who wants to say on the good day I shouldn't be here but the blood found me the blood found me some of y'all are too quiet right now is there anybody oh everybody left you even the bad girls were calling you Bado 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 oh come on somebody but the blonde looked at you and said how bad can it be how bad can it be how bad can it be he said I paid for you and I'll clean you up is there anybody who wants to give God just about 15 seconds of thank you for cleaning me up praise Look for two neighbors. Tell them he cleaned me up. He cleaned me up. We'll still come to that. Let me, let me, let me. Verse six. Mm. You shall keep it. You shall kill it at twilight. Verse seven. Verse seven. Verse seven. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on two doorposts and the lintel. Two doorposts and the lintel. Doorposts and lintel. Doorposts, doorposts and lintel. Doorposts and lintel. The doorpost is the vertical part of the door. The lintel is the horizontal part. What does that look like? Omakataya, Shebatakasa, Bezobatas. In school back then, when it works, make no try me, make no try me. If you cross me, I'll tear eye for you. I didn't go shit in kilo could I be engine moto to Tiku? They'll be like when I'm the ex making no cross my path. In the world, when they say don't cross my path. They mean it's a bad thing. Well, I'm grateful to God that God crossed my path. Can I, oh yeah, but shake it. Can I preach? God cross my path. There are so many things to preach, but let me try to do this. When you write a wrong answer, they cross it. Come on, somebody. When you write a wrong answer, they cancel it. So the cross does not just represent the doorpost and the lintel that grants you access. It means that every wrong thing you ever did, when God crossed your path, he canceled Somebody's not hearing what I'm saying. How many of you wrote those exams? Eze, you know those exams? That even though your name was Eze, you had to sing Eze, you are worthy of my praise. 
You are like in awe of God. Eze was like Eze. I thought my name Eze will make it easy. But you are not Mr. Eze. Uh, you were in the exam hall. It didn't seem easy at all. So you were writing rubbish. Then after a while, you got the answers and you cancelled it. And then you wrote the right answer. Which one should the lecturer mark? The one you cancelled or the new one you wrote? Well, let me tell you, God is not unfair and is not unjust. He does not go under the cancellation and say, what did you even write before? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Look at somebody say, God canceled it. The rump you had at 16 shall cancel what you stole at 21. Your regrets about your past. The promises you made and you broke. The vows you didn't keep. The oppression of the enemy. Say God crossed it out. He crossed it out. He crossed it out. He crossed it out. The devil don't like you to know this. The devil don't like you to know this. But I come to tell you, the Bible says, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God that justified. What is justified? Just as if I had never justified just as if I never justified just as if it didn't happen just as if I didn't miss it just as if I didn't lose it why it's a blood issue somebody holler blood why is it a blood issue because the older you grow I taught you last week the more sins the more error the more blunder the more pain conflict he said, well, this is what you do. The issue of blood is an issue of life. So Leviticus 17, 11, he says, where the life of an animal, he said, the life of an animal is in its blood. Somebody say life. Say blood. Say blood. Say life. Say life. Say blood. Say blood. Say life. It's a life issue. I'll teach you better next week I'm watching our time so here's what it says he said the life of an animal is in its blood by animal living creature in other words if you bleed long enough you don't need a demon to kill you if you bleed long enough then you die so death is what happens when many things happen but death can also happen when enough blood is lost if you don't have enough blood it don't matter how much apple you have how many muscles you have? How well you speak in tongues? No blood, no life. He said, don't eat blood. That's what it said. Don't eat it. Drain it. Don't eat blood. Why medical science? Where are the cell biologists and geneticists? Where are the medics and paramedics? The blood also carries all the poisons and all the toxins. It has a body purifying a mechanism that allows all the nonsense you've eaten 
to be drained and processed and pushed out. This is the reason if the blood is contaminated enough, then somebody can die. So it's not just watch this, not having enough blood that kills, having the wrong content in the blood can also kill. I feel the power of God now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he says, because I'm a God of justice and all men have seen and come short of the glory. The wages of sin is death. Look at somebody say it's not personal. Say louder, it's not personal. So God doesn't kill people who sin. People who sin die. They are two different things. Your mother does not impregnate you when you sleep with someone you're not married to. If you sleep with somebody you're not married to, you get pregnant. The pregnancy is not punishment from your mommy. Oh, come on, somebody. Anybody's mommy or daddy has a storehouse of pregnancies waiting to share? No. So death is not what God hawks and turns around and say, eh, if you sin, I'll kill you. No. It's an operation. I'm talking about mothers. My mother by marriage is in the house. Can we celebrate her? She walked in as I was talking about mothers. Come on, somebody, help me celebrate mommy. Oh. So God doesn't hawk death, but death is what happens when a man sins. But remember, God is Jira. Somebody say, my name is not Chandler, but I have more. I feel the power of God. Text that and send it to me real quick. And shout Jira, Jira, shout Jira. My name is not Chandler, I have more. And that makes me a maverick because I make music in my heart. Hey, Somebody shall Jaira. Some folks don't get it. Ask me after the service. So here is a blood issue. God said man must be judged. Man must be judged. Man must be judged. Because I'm a just God. So there are four things in council. There is the justice of God. There is the grace of God. There is the mercy of God. And there is the wisdom of God. The love of God is at the center of the and all of them are based on love. Justice is based on love because when somebody you love gets hurt, you feel a rage in you to find justice. So justice comes from love. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why you don't want the person who raped your sister to go scot-free. The one who abused your brother to go, it's justice. But then there is mercy, which is also from love because because if all of us judged even ourselves for the thing we didn't do right, then there will be a problem. While I go be like Caterpillar, not Bicycle. Bicycle has only two wheels. Caterpillar has like 16 or more. So there is mercy. But then there is also grace. Somebody shall grace. I shall grace. And then say wisdom. So justice is like man has sinned. Justice kill man. Kill 
woman, the wisdom of God comes and says, I don't kill, I give life. I reverse death. So let's have mercy. Mercy means, mercy, watch this. Mercy does not mean, mercy does not mean nobody gets punished. Mercy means the recipient of mercy does not feel the pain. The dispenser of mercy feels the pain and handles the pain. When you forgive people, you suffer for forgiving them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? It does not mean there is no pain. It means that I refuse for the pain to outgrow me, outgrow them, and we have a quadratic equation of pain. So let me hold it till it dies or till I purge it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Wisdom says, if we stop with mercy, things can still go messy, even though they might not know mercy. Look at somebody say, don't stop with mercy. So what is mercy? Okay, we don't punish for what you did. But mercy does not necessarily empower you not to do it again. So wisdom says grace, because grace is the effect of God. Oh, come for people, come real quick let's take it to a close four people real quick this is the wisdom of God this is the love of God love is central God is love who looks like justice do you want you gotta be justice you gotta look like justice he's got the dagger he's got the sword mercy who's more like mercy 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 goes ahead and it paves the way. Uh, grace is over here. And wisdom is in counsel. Justice says we gotta kill. Mercy said no. Oh, are you hearing that? Justice said take out the life. Mercy said no, we give life, we don't take it. Now, are you hearing this now? So mercy, it takes a posture. It bows. It comes. That's why it said come to the throne of grace it's not the throne of judgment it's the throne of grace that you might find grace to help in time of need the mercy seat was in the most holy place so you don't really know God if you don't know mercy you don't really know God if you don't show mercy because mercy is a part of the deepest part of God look for two people to lose judge and everybody else say do you understand this? So it says, if we go with mercy alone, he will still repeat it. So let's give him grace. And grace is given for redemption, but it's also given for restoration. How do I mean? When the prodigal son was coming from a faraway distance, mercy allowed him coming. It was mercy that allowed him coming. It was grace that gave him food on the inside. Because mercy accepted 
accepts, but grace corrects, grace teaches, grace restores. The grace of God has appeared unto all men, teaching us to deny ungodliness. So grace is not just God has forgiven me, it's God has forgiven me, and God is giving me the wisdom not to walk into what I needed judgment from that mercy saved me from. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Ah, now you know why you had to wait. Look at your neighbor. Say, cold red. The blood has fixed it. I'm getting ready to close. But help me look at your neighbors. Say, the blood has fixed it. So here is what God does. He said, now, uh, justice should kill people. But no, 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 the man is not going to die. So kill a lamb. Kill that lamb. Why a lamb? Innocent. Why a lamb? Harmless. Why a lamb? No evil intention. Have you ever heard it anywhere? Network news. Lamb kills grown man. Have you seen lamb chases a giant into the canal? Have you seen it before? Lamb rapes a dog. Have you seen it before? Lamb. The only thing you hear about lamb is lamb chops. Lambs allow people to chop them, to eat them off. Jesus is Christ God's lamb chop. He said you should eat the lamb. Oh my God. In other words, lambs will not devour you, but they will allow you to devour them. Because when you devour them, they form something on the inside. When you eat Jesus, Jesus eats you up on the inside and you carry not only a form of godliness, but you carry the power on the inside of you. So God said, get a lamb. It has to be a male lamb. Why? God does not hate women. Why is he a male lamb? It has the capacity for reproduction. It can bring more except a grain of wood falls to the ground it abides alone but if it abides it brings forth more and it's set for one year so how old is the lamb one year somebody say one year old shout one year old shout one grace shout one year old i'm preaching about you shout one year old one lamb, one year old. And it said, as long as the blood of the lamb is spilled, then their sin will be covered for one year in another place. This is about the Exodus. But in the ironic priesthood, when the lamb's blood is shed, it covers for what? One year. So one lamb, one year old, one year. It is the condition or the principle of substitution. So the one year that lamb should have lived in innocence, God attributes it to the believer. He puts one year of innocence to the Israelites, actually. Watch this to the Israelites. So for one year, it does not matter what the Israelite does. He's covered. He's not covered by morality. He's covered by the blood of the... Oh, are you hearing that? 
For one year, God does not see Eliezer, Ithama, Shammah. He sees blood of the lamb, blood of the lamb, blood of the lamb, blood of the lamb. Now watch this, our own lamb. The validity period of the blood is connected to the age of the lamb. So if the lamb is one year old, your innocence is one year old. Your innocence needs renewal. Well, I'm grateful to God that my salvation is not like a driver's license or a passport that I have to renew. Ah, no, 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 no. My salvation is certified in the blood of the Lamb who was slain before. Before the foundations of the earth. Before. Somebody shout before. Before there were calendars. Shout before. Before there was any timepiece. Before. Before there was any chronometer. Shout before. In other words, the predated blood cannot be invalidated by dates on a calendar. Your salvation is not something you have to renew. Just like Israel was covered by the blood of lambs, you are covered by the blood of Jesus. You are redeemed, you are exonerated, you are delivered. I will teach you R-E-D next week. Say redeemed that's our exonerated that's e delivered that's d r e d called red the blood has fixed so when the accuser of the brethren comes how did they overcome they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by and by Many people think that testimony is during review and testimony say, oh, praise the Lord, I have come here to testify. No, testimony means to testify. Testament, sorry, it's also testicles. Whenever you have the testicles, two elements. Testament, two elements. Testify, two parties. So testimony means God is a party in heaven, but I'm a party on earth. I testify as he is. So am I. He's redeemed. He's redeemed me. I'm redeemed. That is why the Bible says there is a party in heaven when a sinner repents because he bears testimony to the heavenly reality. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise! Give him praise! Cold red! When I shout cold red, shout the blood has fixed it! Cold red! Cold red! Cold red! Cold red! Cold red! 
Shout it on your past. Shout it on guilt. Shout it on shame. Shout it on mistakes. Shout it on personality defect. Shout it. Code red. The blood has fixed it. Code red. The blood has fixed it. Code red. The blood has fixed it. Code red. Pray, pray, pray. Who would have thought? Beyond has fixed it. Next week, I will show you how to appropriate the blood to purge you of an evil conscience. And an evil conscience does not just mean a bad conscience. It means a conscience that is functioning against what God designed it for. That is the consciousness of a nature apart from the nature of God. That's an evil conscience. And there are many things on the bandwidth of evil conscience. For example, that kill their conscience or subject to subdue it, suffocate it to believers who have been redeemed, but they are still conscious of evil so that's it's evil they see in other people not good blood has fixed it blood has fixed it and Bimbo do you notice something Bimbo come real quick come real quick the blood of that lamb when it is shed becomes the invitation of the people to a feast. The blood that was shed is also the invitation, the certification of the people to a feast. So you see, he's going to say, the kingdom of heaven like a man who throws a feast. Jesus said, this is the blood of the new covenant written in my blood. He said, I'm going to drink this grape. And he said, I'm not going to drink, drink it again until the kingdom of God comes. He's talking about what I taught you, occupation series. Kingdom of God is coming down to the earth. So any movement to heaven is going to be temporary. It's a transit flight. And you actually, well, don't let me go too deep in that. Right? He said, I won't taste again until the kingdom of God. He said, the bread as well in the kingdom. Which means, don't forget what Revelation says, the marriage supper of the... He's not the marriage supper of the lion. Because you ate the lamb. And in that supper you will eat with the lamb. Oh, yeah. Because the life of the lamb is such that no matter how much you eat it, you can't finish him. Are you getting it? Look at somebody say there's enough lamb chops to go around. You chop God, you chop God, you chop God. You can't, you can't divide something that is infinite, inf infinitely magnificent. His infinitude is beyond every kind of magnitude. Every. So you can't divide infinity. Except is the band. Sorry. I don't infinity as it is. The concept of infinity. You can't divide it. So you eat the lamb. See, when the prodigal son returned, was there a feast or not? 
when Israel was delivered, was there a feast or not? Your walk with God is supposed to be a feast of good things. What stops the feast? Consciousness of what is wrong. Or what is wrong with you. Or what it was wrong that it did to you. Some of us, we have issues with ourselves. Some of us, we have issues with people. Any of those things will rob you of the taste. That's why I said, oh, taste and what? See that the Lord is? Because to the pure, all things are? Because the pure sees through pure spectacles. And no matter how dark it's going to be, because the word says that you kill this lamb where? At twilight. When it's too dark to be light and too light to be dark. A nebulous place. Don't wait for morning before you eat the lamb. Eat the lamb, even when it looks like morning has not come. Eat the lamb. Celebrate. Do your dance. Throw the feast. Throw the party. Rejoice. You may not all have the answer yet, but it said, I am the way. My the blood, I am free. I am healed. I am new. By the blood, I am free. I am healed. I am new. By the blood. I am free. I am healed. I am new. By the blood. I've been set free. I've been healed. I am by the blood. I am free. I am healed. I am new. By the blood. By the blood, I am free. I am healed. I am new. By the blood, I am free. I am healed. I am new. By the blood, I am free. I am healed.
somebody to agree with you to connect with you to walk you through this process you're like I've never heard salvation like or never heard our walk with God explained this way wherever you are receive this gift of Jesus in your heart you might have some questions there might be some errors where you're not clear about and you want someone to walk you through you want someone to talk you through it I'm gonna ask you to see Uche Uche can you raise your hand John, can you raise your hand? John is on the camera with a cup. See any one of them before you leave here. It's not going to take so long. Just guide you through that and ensure that we get your details and your contacts so that we can follow you up. Glory by the blood. I am free. I am healed. I am new. Yeah. 
Thank you for your blood. Thank you for sanctification, redemption. Thank you for cleaning, cleansing, purging, purifying, giving us a new life. Thank you for giving us the light to see this new life in new light. Thank you for transformation. Thank you for transformation. <laughs> your blood has stamped our invitation to a lifetime of feasting to a lifetime of feasting. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We are renewed. Our consciences are purged. Our hearts are clean. Our hands are sanctified. We are free to live in righteousness and to manifest that identity of righteousness in cultivated holiness until the culture of our lives become the evidenced manifestation of the Christ in every space now we proclaim your blessing upon everyone this week this week we operate in maximum joy we operate in maximum peace the fruit of the spirit are lavishly and extravagantly expressed through every thought every word every conversation every transaction every moment of encounter engagement economic enterprise interfacing with different ramifications and facets of the culture thank you because christ has seen your glory is on full display thank you our king and for the souls who have been saved today as we gather them in fellowship and discipleship thank you because they are perpetually transformed to never change back again in jesus name we've prayed come on somebody give god praise by the blood If you were blessed by that, raise a shout unto God. Glory. If that was worth your waiting, raise a shout unto God. you let's keep sharing this meditate on and listen to it again and again take notes send me questions you might have if i don't reply on whatsapp within 24 hours send me a text right if i don't reply a text in 24 hours send me a spiritual message if i don't reply in 24 hours come to my house <laughs> if it's an emergency it's an emergency yeah but listen to those things over and over again it's going to you know, a lot of believers still deal with a captive mentality. So you feel like God is coming to get you. <laughs> it's going to catch me. Or it's because I did this that this is happening. Well, if that's what you believe, then it becomes your reality, right? That's why everything is operated by faith. You have to believe 
in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Next week, we're going to go further. We're going to talk about shadows and types some more. And then I'll talk about, he said, eat the lamb. Right? Eat the lamb. Eat the lamb. So when somebody goes through a, a cardiac uh, transplant, a heart transplant or something, you know his diet changes. Otherwise, the surgery might be a waste. Eat the lamb. Feed on new material. And then it said, the material here is Christ because it's the lamb you eat. But it says that you should eat it all with what? Roasted. Somebody say roasted. The problem is some of us are eating bloody meat. Have you bought suya before and there was blood in it? Blood was not supposed to be eaten. So when you're eating the Christ, you're not supposed to intermingle it with consciousness about your past. So as God is blessing you, you still have a bloody taste in your mouth. No, blood was never supposed to enter your mouth. It was supposed to enter into the ground as a witness to break the curse upon the ground. <laughs> you know the ground was cursed? When the blood was shed, it had to eat, hit the ground so that the curse upon the ground was broken. <laughs> That's why Jesus was not crucified indoors. They could have done it indoors. So let's give him private crucifixion. No, it was public. So everything created on earth and the spirit realm saw that the legal tender, the full transaction, I didn't even have enough time to tell you that this is also a contractual reality that every spiritual entity understands. Why? Because in our text, I said I was going to chill next week, let me just get appetizer. In our text, he says, and this blood shall be a what? A what? A what? Say, sign. The blood was what God used to sign the contract. And again, you don't, the devil knows that once you believe in Jesus, you don't belong to him. But if you don't know, now, have you had a transactional or contractual agreement with a party before and there was still contention? And so the fact that you had a contract certifying ownership does not mean there will be no contention. Don't miss next week. Then it said, eat the lamb with bitter herbs. So as you're eating Jesus, there's going to be some bitterness. But the bitterness is not to make it bitter, it's to make it sweet. It's like when Ewuro, you know Ewuro, bitter leaf. Now if bitter leaf was that bitter, why do we still make soup out of it? He's saying that the lamb is sweet enough to sweeten the bitterness of life as you eat them together. Jesus is sweet though. The religious one is very bitter. The religious Jesus. The one that... This real Jesus. The sweet The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.